Evening encouragement on Shine 1049. Hey there, I'm Darren Potzer and have a special guest in studio with me this evening. Friend, why don't you introduce yourself? Right, I'm Major Ken Perrine of the Salvation Army Spokane at 222 East Indiana. And we, I don't know if you know, but we've been in Spokane for nearly 130 years. Is that right? Yeah. So Salvation Army, who do you guys fight? We're fighting against the forces of darkness. We're fighting against sin and we're fighting against hopelessness, hopelessness and uh, with the power of Jesus. Boy, he's the definition of love and grace and hope. And there's so many people in this world that they need that. They need uh, someone to come alongside and say, hey, you can make it. You can do it. And uh, you're not alone. Actually, I'm going to start with the, the overall story of the Salvation Army. It was uh, founded by a man, and his, William Booth, and his wife, Catherine Booth. Uh, William Booth was a, a Methodist uh, preacher, a circuit preacher, and he was working in an average middle-class church uh, during the 1800s, and, but he would be walking by the poor and the destitute, and, and so he wanted to do something for them. And so at the time, most people don't realize that uh, – you know, where you sat in church back in the 1800s that was dependent upon how much you tithe. So if you were an important person in town, you tithe more, you had the front pews. There was no amplified sound back then. So that term, cheat seats in the back, uh, refers to bench seats that were actually in the back of the hall. So, But William Booth would preach there, and uh, those front seats sometimes by the prominent folks weren't um, full. So William Booth started doing street ministry, and he started bringing these people in, the waifs and the strays, as they call them, today's homeless. And uh, there's no room in the back, so he'd put them in these prominent pews. And so that didn't go over well, as you can imagine. So uh, they tried to solve the issue by moving William Booth. But him and his wife felt the Lord calling them to, uh, to those same waifs and strays, the prostitutes, the drug addicts, the alcoholics, uh, the hopeless and destitute on the streets to say, hey, you know, you have value also. And so William Booth started off not trying to start another denomination, which um, he just started off to actually be the hands, feet, and voice of Christ to these, these folks. And, and uh, Salvation Army, he started out as called the Christian Mission, which was the whole idea of just doing the mission of that Christ has laid before all of us. Eventually, it turned into uh, the Salvation Army when someone wrote in a newspaper that William Booth and his volunteer army were out to, to win the souls for East London. And uh, they crossed out the word uh, uh, volunteer. He says, we're not a volunteer army. We're an army of salvation. So that's where the term comes from. And back then, what people wore to church, you could tell how much they made. So William Booth said, hey, we're going to go with the whole army thing here. And uh, you know, we're not going to have people worrying about how much the person next to him is making. Remember, people paid for their pews. And so he said, nope, we're just going to be in uniform. We're going to be focused about the ministry and mission of the Salvation Army. And that's how we started. Eventually, we came over to America and eventually came to Spokane, which there's a small plaque over by the um, bus depot on the ground for where the first Salvation Army open air was. Taking the gospel out into the streets to share the gospel with folks that are the drunks and drug addicts that, are, that were living back then. Um, you know, it's... Hard to believe that we will always have the poor with us. Jesus said that himself. Um, the poor you will always have with you. I am only here a few days longer. The main idea there is, you know, Christ has to be uh, first, but we still need to minister to the poor. You see the Salvation Army out in front of department stores ringing the red kettlebells this time of year. Major Ken Perrine, the head of that organization in our region, is my guest this evening. More with him coming up in a few moments. You're listening to Spokane Shine 1049. Shine 1049, evening encouragement as we head towards the weekend. I have a special guest in studio this evening, and that is Major Ken Perrine. You've actually got the uniform on even as he's representing the Salvation Army. Tell us a little bit about what the uniform is all about. 
Right. So the uniform for the Salvation Army, I'm a pastor, uh, the Salvation Army here in Spokane, the head pastor here. We have a whole ministry team. Um, but the uniform really was about the idea that we just want people to feel like um, the focus is on Christ and not on status or what you wear. That's one thing. But the second thing is the uniform told the folks that were on the street, hey, that's a Salvation Army person. I can talk to them. That's a Salvation Army person. They're going to actually reach out and tell me about um, how to get help. And so really, and that's really worked out in my life also. You know, funny story. Uh, when I was in my 20s, and I was not wearing a uniform, I was attending the Salvation Army Church, and an older gentleman asked me, hey, how come you haven't joined and not wearing a uniform? And I, I just, I didn't really have a good reason. And he said, God's going to change your life when you wear that uniform. So I said, okay. So eventually I, I joined and I, I got a uniform. I was playing in the Salvation Army Band, which was required to wear a uniform. You know, I, I walked into Home Depot that very first Sunday. I got the uniform on. And some guy stopped me in the Home Depot by the carts and said, "What? what is that? And so I talked to him. I led a guy to Christ at the shopping carts in Home Depot. That, really? That, yeah. Oh, that is such a great story. So yeah. tell us, Major Ken Perrine with Salvation Army here in Spokane, remind us again where you're located and what services you're actually offering to the Spokane and, and regional community. So we are located at 222 East Indiana. We have multiple programs on campus. We have the largest food bank in Spokane County. We have uh, two emergency foster care programs for kids ages 2 to 12 and 12 to 17 and then 18 to 20. We also have uh, two emergency shelters, one 90-day place. We're just trying to stabilize a family. And then we have 30 apartment, three-bedroom apartments, and that's for folks that need longer-term assistance. We also have our mission shelter, which is for uh, right now COVID shelter, but uh, that serves 120 homeless. And in that shelter, and actually in all of our programs, uh, whether it be our church services, which we have a regular church service, we have a youth center, after school care, a band program, singing program. But all of our programs operate off the principle of our three R's, which is we're out to rescue the perishing, whether take them from not knowing Christ to knowing Christ, uh, take them from the fact when they're on the streets and, and lost and hopeless to give them hope. And then uh, the other one is uh, renew the ability to thrive. You know, as, as a believer, we believe everybody's created in the image of God. And so everybody has value. Even if they can't see the value in themselves, we believe they have value and that um, they're just a few steps away from some kind of victory in their life to start moving forward, be self-sufficient, uh, and just have some great victory. You get a little traction with somebody, they're going to move forward. And our last R is restore healthy community. And that's the idea that, you know, bad community, if you had good community around you, you wouldn't need us. But if you don't have good community around you, wind up with us. And we want to teach you what good community is and that um, you can actually give back. And it's not, you know, it's not something that's just to take. It's something that you have value and therefore you have the ability to give back to our own community. Major Ken Perrine with the local Salvation Army is our guest this evening on Shine 104.9. More with him in just a few moments. Shine 104.9, evening encouragement, grateful for your company. Have a special guest in studio. I've been learning just a little bit more about the local Salvation Army right here in Spokane. Also in, in Coeur d'Alene? Yes, so we have a Croc Center in Coeur d'Alene. It's a fantastic uh, gym and sports center. And they have their own ministry over there also. Major Ken Perrine of the Salvation Army. And what again, Ken, does the major designate? So as, as the major of the Salvation Army here, it just means I'm the head pastor, I'm the person in charge, the executive director for all the programs that go on. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. We have a $14 million a year budget. $4 million is, uh, is gift in kind, is food going out the door. So mm. it's pretty amazing. 
our funding comes from well, bell ringing is a big one. That's nearly four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year we bring in from that. And during the Christmas season, people dropping off checks. It's not all from the kettle, but so a lot of it comes that way. We we have some government funding for some of our government programs. Obviously, people attend the church tithing. So you have actual church services? Yes. Yep. And where is that again? It's at two 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 East Indiana and. Uh, Morning service is 945, and we have a Celebrate Recovery. We have something going on literally every day of the week over there for youth and adults. Um, yeah, it's- That's exciting. Tell us a little bit more about the bell ringing, because that's definitely how I know of the Salvation Armies when I walk into Target or these different stores, see your volunteers out front. So the bell ring actually started in San Francisco in Oakland. An officer there wanted to serve a Christmas meal but had no money to do it. And back then, uh, there was no bridges across the bay that people took the ferry. And so he got permission to put a big kettle pot. In fact, the term was that he used was keep the kettle boiling. And so he put the kettle pot out there, and he was just ringing a bell and trying to get attention for it. And people came by, threw money in, and he had enough to provide a great Christmas meal for the, uh, the homeless and destitute in Oakland. That's how it originally started. It kind of grew from there. Um, it's been pretty amazing. I, my first experience with the kettle was volunteering and then eventually playing my horn out there. In fact, huh. I will be out there this uh, season all over the place playing my tuba. All right. So do most stores, are they open to doing this or is it hard to talk them into allowing you to have the Salvation Army Red Kettle out front? So for the most part, we have many uh, great partners allowing us to uh, ring the bells out in front of their stores. We have a few stores in town that don't that don't allow that. But for the most part, people realize and managers realize and corporations realize where the money's going and the great help that it provides. And maybe not volunteer with us, but realize that um, just allowing us to be out there, they're actually affecting the lives of many people. Why don't you tell us which stores don't allow us so that we don't shop there? No. <laughs> oh, I don't do that. More with Major Ken Perrine about the Salvation Army ministry coming up on Shine 104.9. Shine 104.9, I'm Darren Potzer, and my guest this evening has been Major Ken Perrine of the local Salvation Army ministry right here in downtown Spokane. Major Ken, we were talking a few moments ago about the 60-plus red kettle ringing sites around Spokane department stores. Who are the people that are ringing the bells at these stores? So we, we actually have a great group of volunteers that come through, and we're always looking for volunteers to ring, ring the bell. It's a great thing for your family to, to do. And uh, I think it, it's a humbling experience, too, to stand out there for a while and to ring the bell because people, you get all sorts of interesting looks from folks. But I think it's good for families, too, to realize that uh, you can give back in a way. If you can't, or maybe you can't write a $100 check, but maybe you can volunteer for two hours uh, for someone else. And so we we have a lot of volunteers that come through. We do hire some folks to uh, stand kettles, and we, we have a really good success rate with uh, trying to get them jobs afterwards. We've we've had a, a woman that uh, that rang bells for us and eventually uh, started working at Starbucks and eventually became the manager in a year. How many bells do you have scattered around, and when will we start seeing these pop up? What's your, what's your range of the season? So we're going to have 64 sites ringing the bell this season, and you can go and start visiting those uh, those kettles on November 17th, and it ends on December 24th. So plenty of opportunity for folks to come by, and I just want to remind people we're kind of a cashless society, so make sure as you're checking out of the store, just get an extra 5 or $10 so you can put in the kettle and know that you're actually helping somebody else, maybe even your own neighbor. Salvation Army Major Ken Perrine. It's been awesome learning more about the Salvation Army this evening. More with him in just a few moments. 
Shine 1049, Darren Potts. We're grateful for your company this evening and have a special guest in studio. I've been learning more about the Salvation Army. You know, those red kettles we see this time of year that pop up around town. I just learned that there's going to be, what'd you say, 64? 64 kettle sites. All right. That's awesome. Major Ken Perrine has been my guest this evening. He's the leader of the local Salvation Army. And Major, why don't you share with us a little bit of your heart of why do you choose to do this versus maybe a more lucrative career? My wife and I had, uh, I want to say regular jobs before God really got a hold of us. And I was an electrical engineer. My wife was a high school teacher. And, you know, I, I would pray back then that um, God would give me some kind of new position and feel more fulfilled. And I never felt fulfilled. And and then I started, uh, when I started redating my wife, it took us 10 years to get married from our first date. It's kind of amazing. But God really worked in my life. At the time, I was doing youth work, volunteering at the Salvation Army. And to work with those kids, I came from a very upper middle class church where uh, all the kids had both parents at home. And I'd go to the Salvation Army. I had 27 kids in my youth group. Only one of them had both parents at home. And none of the um, money I was making was not fulfilling. And I was making a lot of money. In fact, I always tell people I still have don't make as much as I did uh, 24 years ago. <laughs> mm. But the Lord just really got a hold of us, and I realized that um, you know making money was not is not everything. And you can have all the toys in the whole world and and still lose your soul. So um, the Lord led me to hey full time ministry, and so Jenny and I we did that. We left um, that work and went to seminary, and and it was an exciting, scary time for us. But the Lord has provided for our every need mm-hmm. at every moment, and so that that's kind of our story for uh, for how I got to do this. Major Ken Perrine, the local leader of the Salvation Army right here in Spokane. How can we help the Salvation Army? Are there, besides financially, obviously, then also go into volunteer opportunities at the Salvation Army? Right. So, you know, when you go to the Kettles this year, we have a QR code. So if you don't have any cash, we just encourage people to get cash out when they're checking out. But if you don't have any cash on you, even when you walk by, you can still uh, zap the QR code on the kettle and it'll take you to a donation page where you can make a donation. So lots of different ways to do that. Or you can go onto our webpage at uh, makingspokanebetter.org. Uh, makingspokanebetter.org and from there just click donation and they'll uh, take the donation right there online. And he's referring to the red kettles and the bell ringers that you see outside so many stores during this season. So volunteer opportunities? So volunteer opportunities we have plenty. You can check out our webpage makingspokanebetter.org and click on volunteer opportunities. You can ring a bell. You could uh, move some boxes around. We always need help in our food bank and uh, just bring a mask and we'll put you to work for, for the Lord. And I believe everybody, God has you know, placed us on this earth um, to do something, the church to do something. Not everyone's called to be a pastor, or, but we can all do something. And uh, whether it be direct ministry, indirect ministry, and there's plenty of stuff to do. So if your church doesn't provide you with something to do and the Lord's been leading you, uh, don't sit at home, turn the TV off, come down to the Salvation Army, we'll put you to work. So we also have a summer camp, Camp Gifford. It's uh, nearly 100 years old. It's the oldest camp the Salvation Army owns in the Western Territory. But we're always looking for staff for summer camp, good Christian uh, young men and women to come out and, and really to work with the, with the kiddos that come through. Um, camp Gifford is on Deer Lake, which is an hour north of uh, Spokane. It uh, has programs for kids uh, first grade through 11th grade. So if you'd like to sign up your child for Camp Gifford, you can uh, check out our webpage, go to makingspokanebetter.org, and you can just click on the link uh, for Camp Gifford. Major Ken, we'll wrap up with him in just a few moments. It's so exciting to hear more about the work of Salvation Army right here in our downtown Spokane community. 
Shine 104.9, Darren Potts are grateful for your company this evening as we head towards the weekend with some evening encouragement. I have a special guest in studio, and I've been learning more about the work of Salvation Army right here in our region in downtown Spokane. Major Ken, wrapping up now, why don't you share with us one more time where you're located and then any final words you'd like to share with the audience this evening. Our main campus is located at 222 East Indiana Avenue. We also have a homeless shelter at 55 West Mission. Yeah, I just want to finish up, but just to tell people, remind people, the Salvation Army, we are, we are not about entitlement. We're, we're about enabling uh, folks to move forward, to empower them to move forward. And uh, we're about a hand up, not a handout. We are, uh, when I mentioned earlier about the three R's, rescue the perishing, renew the ability to thrive, and restore healthy community. We believe that that's what the Lord has led us to do, and that's what the Salvation Army really needs to be about. The Salvation Army is in over 130 plus countries, including countries where um, they don't allow Christian churches to be in, like Madagascar and Kuwait. Uh, we are there, and uh, we're there serving in the Lord's name, and so we're, we are literally everywhere. In the Western Territory of the United States, there's over 300 Salvation Army uh, Corps, we call them Corps, uh, churches. In the United States, there's four territories. We're in the Western Territory. Our mission is still the same. We're fighting the war against sin, and uh, that war against sin involves rescuing people where they are and uh, bringing them to, uh, to know hope in their life. And so it's pretty amazing. The Salvation Army, if you want to learn more about the Salvation Army, you can go on our website, makingspokanebetter.org. I'd just like to finish with a few items about uh, just how we look at ministry in the Salvation Army. Um, we look at people as a potential victor and not a victim. They're just a few steps away from victory in their life, even if they can't see it themselves. And that whole idea that we just want to love people until they can learn to love themselves. We want to help people to realize that they can move forward in life. They don't have to be stuck in whatever the situation that they're in. And I just also want to say, too, you know, we, we see the Cinderella story in everyone before they see it themselves. But sadly, not everybody rises above their own circumstances. So we have plenty of great stories uh, on our webpage. If you want to read stories of hope and encouragement that uh, when you're feeling down and wondering if there's any help for folks, you can go on our webpage and read the stories of people who've successfully navigated out of their tough situations. Just so grateful that Major Ken Perrine came in and shared with us about the Salvation Army. If you'd like to listen to this interview in its entirety and many other local ministry interviews, check out the podcast page on our website. It's under the Listen tab at shine1049.org.